Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. And I'm the other host, sort of. You are a host. Sean. You're a permanent host. I'm a permanent co-host, Sean. <laughs> um, and I forgot to say it last time, but this week we are watching the show Grimm. Grimm. Um, yes. Grimm is a show on NBC. It actually just finished its last season. I think that was season six. Um, I I, I watched every episode of every season as it was coming out. Actually, I think I started watching it when it started season two, but, you know, close enough. Yeah, yeah. You um, were pretty much there for most of everything. Yeah. And it's it's one of those shows that I just... I really like the formula, because, as you know, Sean, um, one of the formulas that I really like is Cop Show with a Twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is only the first of some that I'll be showing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already know one or two others. Yeah. Um, so what do you know about Grimm? Well, you told me a little bit. You told me, um, you sent me some pictures of what look like tokusatsu monsters, and you <laughs> told me that it's like solving murders, except one part of your uh, requisite crime-fighting duo is, like, uh, they have, like, true-seeing, they can see monsters? Yeah, pretty much. Um, in a way, it's a little more complicated. Well, I mean, you don't come to a, someone like me who's never watched the show for complicated. Yeah, so that's the basics of it. I really hate saying that oh this show is really good if you skip the first season um but if you're more into plot and less into like procedural cop drama um probably skip the first season really um well just because um i actually had this conversation with someone else um but a lot of shows will start out with something that they know will get good ratings which is procedural cop show there are a million of them on TV because everybody loves them. Um, and so a lot of shows will start off with that and then go into the plot. Um, right. I mean, okay. this show, especially the first three episodes, which you're about to watch, does a lot. Um, it does a lot at setting up the what's going to happen. But it's still something that gets more serialized later on. Yeah, but the bulk of the of season one is is just, like, normal Monster of the Week, even. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say maybe the first few episodes and the last few episodes of the first season are important. All right. That happens, especially with first seasons. Um, and, like, honestly, it's hard to think of... Like, it's hard for a show to not become more serialized as it, like, goes on. Like, it's in the name, right? You know, it gets serialized. It gets more complicated. There's more continuity the longer the show is around. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you're more into plot, I would kind of find the important episodes and skip everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I really enjoy the like just the weekly mystery solving. That's something that really appeals to me. So I watched the whole thing and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, 
I'm cool with mysteries and oh, I'm cool with procedurals, even though I don't watch them that often. I used to watch them a lot. Is this the first show that I'm showing you that I like? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Terrible. You're a weirdo like that. Everything <laughs> I've shown you, I think I liked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you still like Q-Ranger as far as I know. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Anyways, I don't really have much to add because I don't fucking know shit. But like, uh, if I had to make some predictions or whatever, it's like, I'm guessing that like, we got like, our crime fighting duo of like more serious one and more jokey one. I'm gonna <laughs> guess. Honestly, it's hard to tell which one is gonna have the magical eyesight, but I'm gonna go with the more serious one since it's called Grim. Um, and I'm gonna say that uh, fantasy monsters. <laughs> now, okay, so. Do you have any guess? Um, so the ones that I sent you that looked like tokusatsu monsters were from the most recent season. Um, were from se the last season. So um, is season one going to be like really bad CG? Well, I just think season one is less creative because they have the entirety of monsters. And by season six, they're like, ah, oh, fuck, have we done this one yet? Kind of reminds me of Supernatural god at least at least this one fucking ended mm -hmm. with that show it's like you start running out of things in heaven and hell yeah um i don't think that i don't think grim gets as like wildly complicated as supernatural does thank god um <laughs> and you know one of my favorite things about a series is when it ends <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's a weird way to put it, but, like, I like it when something has a story arc, and it goes, and it stops, and, like, you can see the trajectory of it, mm -hmm. and some things, when they're serialized, just, like, they come up with ways to make it go on forever, and it's yeah. super annoying. You, like, short... You, like... I, I think I'm not overstepping my bounds to say you like shorter stuff that's more contained... Mm -hmm. and that like you really dislike things that are the opposite of that like the shonen drama the shonen <laughs> genre um yeah yeah so I mean I used to be really into like Naruto and Bleach and all that but like I just can't bother anymore especially with like one piece I don't think I ever bothered with just cause it's so extremely long yeah, like, if you cannot end your own story, then I'm not gonna start it. <laughs> That's, I, I'm always hearing things about One Piece from people who are more ver more versed in it than I am, that it's like, oh, well, they're always making progress from, like, one location to the other towards their goal, and it's like, I remember hearing a while back that, like, the One Piece guy was like, yeah, we're about halfway through the story right now. Yeah, that's terrible. I like... I'm not saying that it's not a thing that's enjoyable for other people. It's just not enjoyable for me. Yeah, it's just not to your tastes when things are so long. 
Yeah. Um, so we are going to get to that, and we'll see you after we watch three episodes. And we're back. Uh, so we watched three episodes of Grimm. Um, yep. Do you have anything to say right off the bat? Um, it reminds me of Supernatural, only less edgy. Less edgy? Yeah, less edgy. Because okay. it's got a, a very like straightforward police procedural thing going on. Um, and while Supernatural is formulaic as all get out, they have the whole, like, work cowboys, rebels aesthetic going on that makes them act like crazy people. Yeah, I would say that they're very similar and that they have, like, supernatural, not necessarily enemies, but things having to deal with the supernatural that they're out going after. But yeah, Grimm is probably more formulaic in the sense that it's a cop drama. And those are always, you know, they always have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to quickly like summarize the setup of this show as far as I understand it, because I might need a little help. So okay. we've got a guy who's apparently de- descended from the brothers Grimm, and they did not just come up with stories... They also hunted monsters, apparently. Yeah, I'm not sure if they showed it in the first three episodes. Um, but remember the trailer that has all of the like books and weapons and stuff in it? Yeah, the serial killer trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, there are lots of books written down by previous Grimm's. And so I think the assumption is that the brothers Grimm kind of Giles library reading research monster time. Yeah, the assumption is that the Brothers Grimm kind of made the first books of these um to help him along on his journey. Kind of like Buffy style like we have to read how to figure out how to defeat this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so uh he finds out he's a Grimm at the same time that he is doing a case that involves a, a werewolf or a blute bod. Mm-hmm. And he also meets a, so there is a, like, uh, there's the nice blue bod who is handling himself and is becoming the, like, unfortunate accidental sidekick. <laughs> yeah, that's Monroe. And um, then there was another blue bad, I believe, who was the real criminal. Yeah, but, you know, in the beginning, Nick is really bad because he just got his powers and he's like, oh, everybody who is a monster must be a bad person. So, you know, he sees Monroe and he's like, oh, you're obviously the person, the bad guy. But you're a werewolf. You're saying you don't, you know, you don't do that. Right, right. Um, um, speaking of, villain- well, I was going to say, speaking of Monroe, um, it's really funny how he gets kind of roped in and to being 
um, Nick's sidekick. Well, because at first Nick tries to arrest him for being the bad guy, which he isn't. And then he mm-hmm. asks him for help because he's literally the only person he knows with yeah. powers similar to his. Because he can't get help from his aunt. Yeah, so so um, Nick, the main character, um, is a Grim, which isn't a monster. He doesn't shapeshift like the other guys do. Um, and Monroe does shapeshift into a werewolf. Yeah, and he doesn't freak out. Um, I don't think you mentioned Aunt Murray. Um, yeah, so he has this aunt who introduces him to the whole concept but she gets almost murdered yeah well like straight away she comes up and she's like you're grim this is gonna be hard to explain but i'm dying so you need to figure the shit out oh she was already dying of what uh it looks like cancer oh because i remember her getting attacked and then she was definitely attacked a bunch of times in the two episodes that she existed yeah, she's already dying, and then she gets attacked, and then when she's comatose in the hospital, she gets attacked again, and then when she's not comatose in the hospital, she gets attacked a third time. Yeah, I, the third time is when she actually does die. I think that was the second episode. Maybe third. Which is a little weird, but okay. Oh, I. It's it never gets really... very edgy in episode three. Yeah, it's never really explained, but I think that's kind of the... Um, the starting point of Nick's powers is that she is about to die. Um, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, kind of the idea that um, this Grim in the bloodline is um, about to be gone, so the next one needs to pick up the slack or whatever. There must always be a chosen. What do you think about Amory? I mean, I wish I had gotten to know her more than not at all. She seemed pretty badass. Um, like that weird dream sequence? Oh, that. Where she fucking stabs him through the hand? (laughs) Yeah. I was under the assumption that that wasn't really her, though. Yeah, I don't know. The show does some weird stuff with dream sequences. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's you know, someone, I wrote down astral projection, because that could be the case. Um, I offered the alternative explanation that it was, like, the incarnation of his bloodline. Yeah, it could be that, too. Okay, so the blue bad with the weird pedophilic undertones in the first episode, he he gets got, he gets shot, right? Mm-hmm. So he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then in episode two, um, it's the the three bears, um, and nobody, none of the bears die, but the mom gets horribly injured on accident. Yeah, I mean, she um, was also a bear. And the third episode was the one with the network of bees, who, what were they, what was the deal with the bees and the witches and them being natural enemies? Um, the third episode, um, it was the bees and the hexen beasts are Mm -hmm. naturally enemies because the bee people are naturally aligned with Grimm's and the hexen beasts are not. Okay. So that's what it was. The bee people were going to deliver a warning to Nick. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but the Hexen beasts were like targeting them and stuff. So the, the bee people were killing the Hexen beasts, and then Nick ended up on the side of helping the Hexen beasts because whoop, he's got monsters in his own division. Well, I'm saying it's it's not necessarily that, but it's um, Nick is a cop first and a grim second, at least mm-hmm. in these first three episodes. So being a cop first, he has to protect the victims of the people who are he has to protect the people who are being targeted by murderers. Um, and so who, he, he can't really let his grim side get in the way of his job. So who dies in episode three? The bee leader. Does Nick kill her? Um, I think Hank kills her, actually. Because I think Nick Nick is really torn. Because at first, um, he's with the Hexen Beast, who he saw tried to kill his aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's with the bee person... Um, who the Hux and Beast is also trying to kill. They're trying to kill each other. Yeah. Um, and they're fighting each other, and his cop side says, protect the Hex and Beast. His grim side says, protect the bee person. And he does nothing, and Hank comes in and shoots uh, the lady that was trying to kill the Hex and Beast. Oh no. Well, which one is the real not bad monster? <laughs> who do I shoot? Well, Hank doesn't know anything about anything, so... Hank is his Decision partner, by made. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his his real partner, not his wolfman partner. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to examine the trend of... Is this cop just shooting all of the suspects situation? Oh, um... I will say that probably a large number of the suspects die. I mean, they are mythical monsters but i wouldn't say that that's very different from any other cop show well the bad Um, guy instead of getting arrested gets shot yeah i mean a lot of cop shows will have the bad guy confess everything but also like it's really dramatic and i guess good for ratings if there's kind of like a shootout at the end even if they don't die there has to be like some sort of you know, tension, some sort of physical something to choreograph. I don't watch a lot of cop shows, though. I do, though. Yeah. So, murder is not the um, meal of the day on cop shows. Yeah, I'm I'm saying it's not weird for a cop show to have the pro-tag kill suspects. Um, What is interesting is that... um, And this is an interesting thing in lots of video games as well as movies um, Mm -hmm. where the very first person the protagonist kills, they're like super torn up about it. Um, And then they go on and kill like 50 more people and it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's not though. Um, I also wanted to... um, just say a quick deserving I think criticism of the show even though I like it a lot Mm. Um, so there's uh, the main character Nick and his partner Hank and Nick and his whole family and his girlfriend um, and the Hexen Beast we talked about before and the captain um, are all white people 
mm-hmm. and his partner Hank is a black person, and um, Sergeant Wu, who super isn't important until like season four or five, um, is Asian, and I think Wu and Hank are the only non-white people on the show. That's what it seems like. Um, sometimes they will. Um, it's happened, I think, in two or three episodes. Nick's girlfriend speaks Spanish, so sometimes they will get help from Hispanic people. Um, okay. Because I don't remember that. Well, that didn't happen in the first three episodes. But um, every a lot of times, because the show is five seasons long, um, they pull their monster of the week from different lore. So some of them are Hispanic lore, in which case they bring on Hispanic people for, like, the one episode. Aye, aye, aye. Um, but literally, I cannot think of a long-term character other than Hank and Wu that is not white. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it's really bad. It's kind of like they tried, but not really. They tried in the way that, like, TV shows will try by giving you, you know, oh, he's I the mean, partner, it's... so he's kind of the main character, even though he's kept in the dark for most of the series and is mostly I mean, from... comic relief. I mean, from whatever, I, uh, from what I remember from watching like five seasons of Supernatural, almost six, as, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that in these first three episodes, they like already have them like beat on recurring non white characters. Um, yeah, I, like I said, only watched half a season of Supernatural and I wasn't super into it. Apparently they have them beat on recurring female characters also, which Grimm does well, I think. Oh, yeah. Supernatural always has, um, lady demons be, like, the villains that you, like, meet up with in the episode and have to do whatever on, like, fight or torture or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I would say that um, some of the plot lines for the female characters are pretty shitty, but for the most part, they um, they have recurring female characters that are pretty cool. Um, but yeah, as far as the the POC thing, they do a pretty bad job. What do you think of these first three episodes? Looking back at it as a as a fan, like are these um, examples of like good grim episodes, or does the show get much better? Um, it really depends on what you're looking for. Uh, it is really interesting because basically the dynamic between every single character changes by the by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Like Hopefully. every single thing is different. Um, good. But uh, the later seasons get way more plot-heavy, even though they do still have Monster of the Week stuff. It's way more, like, gritty. (laughs) And sometimes in the goofy way. Um, But I wouldn't call it... um, I wouldn't call it not gritty to start out with. Because it's already being a cop drama. Yeah. I mean, the show does its best to be kind of gritty with, like, the monsters and stuff. Um, But sometimes it can get a little silly with it. Like, it takes itself too seriously. 
Boy, Nick, there sure have been a lot of unexplainable homicides lately. Yeah. Um, I do like the first few episodes. Um, I'd say they're pretty representative. I mean, later on, Nick gets more help and he learns what he's doing. Um, uh-huh. But for the most part, he is still... The show is still like formulaic and still follows kind of the same pattern with plot sprinkled in every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, as far as Nick learning what he's doing, uh, we were talking about the use of having a really stupid protagonist while we were watching <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. You have to have everything. You can just start off with a dumbass who needs everything explained to them, and then the audience doesn't feel stupid. Yeah, um, it's really funny how a lot of protagonists are just super dumb because that way you can explain stuff to the audience without literally explaining things to the audience. As you know. Yeah. Um, So basically the whole audience is learning everything as Nick is learning it. Um, So what we were saying before, like Blutbot and Hexenbeast are basically fancy words for werewolf and witch. Yeah, starting off with some some ubiquitous stuff, you know, the werewolf, the witch, you know, a bear and a bee. Mm-hmm. A literal bear. A literal they just bear. literally turned into bears, not like werebears or anything, but... She literally turned entirely into a big, bad CG bear. <laughs> oh, and the bear's name was Barry. Oh yeah, Barry the Bear Bear. <laughs> um, how Barry do you feel about um, the show's opening quotes? Not memorable, but I appreciate what they're doing there. Yeah, I figured you didn't remember them. Because I don't. Yeah, they don't really stand out, but they are like quotes of stories that involve... They're like quotes from either stories or poetry that relate to the monster of the week. Mm-hmm. I and you know what? Considering the premise being the whole like Grim Brothers thing, I think that it fits. It's a it's a good thing to do. It's weird because, like I said, I I watched every episode and they do the quote thing every single episode, um, even if it's not like a Monster of the Week episode. And I never really liked them. <laughs> you just not a fan. I mean, first of all, they're in papyrus font, <laughs> which. <laughs> Isn't, like, a great visual? That's what bothers you? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it just looks like graphic design is my passion. Um, (laughs) When they just throw in white papyrus font over the first frame of the episode. Um, Okay, well, what else bothers you about it? What really bothers you about it? Well, it just seems kind of unnecessary. Like, if you know what the episode is named then you kind of know what's about to happen. Because I think the episode with the bears literally has bear in the title. So you don't need, like, a quote talking about bears. You don't need to quote talking about Goldilocks, I'm pretty sure was the episode quote. Yeah, but a little poem or a line at the beginning of the episode is um, more elegant than just a title drop. That's fair. Uh, Do you have any favorite characters from the first three episodes? Well, Monroe, of course. <laughs> Monroe is good. Um, He's the I only one with any jokes. Yeah. Uh, 
he's like that, I think, pretty much the whole time. He's very, like, he doesn't take things super seriously most of the time. And he's, uh, he's just a funny wolf guy. And the reason, partially, that he gets roped into Nick, Nick's basically whole life is that he's just way too nice. He's just a huge pushover. He just wants to do his exercise and his food and uh, live his his live his ordinary life that nobody bothers him in. Yeah, he just wants to um, fix clocks all day, which is his day job. He fixes clocks. Bad things um, happen to my grandma at the hand of a grim. Oh, you're a grim? <laughs> wow, you're really incompetent and need help. I guess I'm not going to help you. <laughs> Pretty much. He literally says, like, oh, if my family knew I was helping you, I would not be invited back to, you know, the reunion. <laughs> no family reunions for Monroe. Yeah, and um, but he helps Nick anyway because uh, Nick is such a dumbass. Yeah, Nick doesn't know what he's doing, and he doesn't know you how have... to. Ca- he doesn't know how to do his job as a grim. Basically, he has an entire murder trailer of information to read up on and get skilled with, and he's like, "Why don't I just go to talk to the werewolf instead?" Yeah, like he has his job training as a cop, which. Um, I don't know much about, like, actual cop stuff, but I assume he's pretty good at it because he's shown to be, like, competent at following up on clues and stuff. Well, he's not training. He's a detective, right? Yeah, that's... Yeah, he's a detective, and um, even, I think, in the very first episode, um, he does some, like, Sherlock Holmes shit. Yeah. Um, You know, that makes his partner... Is that related to his supernatural powers? I don't think so. I think it's just supposed to be, like supposed to show his character as a good detective um which is supposed to help along you know the the plot line of like oh is he supposed to follow his detective side or his grim side <laughs> that's such a non-issue he solves yeah grim crimes but um i mean i guess what it is I, an issue. what i was saying is that like he he's shown to be really competent at his job but then, like, his job as a Grim to, you know, find and take out these bad people, he just, like, has no fucking clue. Well, He's that a makes super sense. beginner. He just handles it like he handles any normal detectiving. He does, which is kind of bad, because it's not helpful. And that's how you get serialized mysteries. Yeah. So prob- say? probably after watching the whole series, Monroe is still my favorite character. I was going to say that Nick is kind of stale bread. Yeah, Nick is um, average as far as uh, protagonists go. In, like he's a super generic protag. In the first season, it's so funny because he looks really young because he's got a clean shaven face and like, you know, his hair kind of hangs down on his forehead with little bangs. He's got um, that cut, that um, and, 2008 cut. Yeah, and in later seasons, he definitely goes full, like, white protag. He gets, <laughs> well, you know, he, he gets a haircut, so it's up off of his forehead, and he basically has stubble 24-7. Uh, check five out o- my 5 o'clock shadow. He has a 5 o'clock shadow at 11 in the morning. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... 
Yeah, and there are no real standouts in the class. Every there are no real standouts in the cast. Um, everybody is taking themselves like pretty seriously. Um, Monroe just he really stands out because he's the comic relief. He is pretty much the source of all the levity. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean Hank, it, like I said, is a lot of has a lot of levity associated with this character because he is the um, partner that knows nothing has to, you know, be dumbfounded at every clue that Nick inexplicably comes across. He has to deal with all of Nick's bullshit. Yeah, he has to deal with all of Nick's bullshit while not knowing what his bullshit is. Nick needs a Gus. Um, I don't know what you're referring to. Nick needs a non-magical person who is in on his secret. <laughs> So, based on the first three episodes, would you watch more? I mean, I guess. Not a lot more. Not a lot? It's not your cup of tea? I mean, if you made me watch more, I would probably watch it with you and make jokes about it, and I wouldn't mind it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would not watch it by myself, um, unprompted, is what I will say. That's the balance it's at. Okay. Um, I already watched the whole thing so that's my opinion on it you're you're it hooked you i mean it gets really fucking buck wild in the later seasons um and some of the monsters are cool even though the like bad cgi in the first few episodes is not necessarily enticing so how did it taste to you in that case ah that is difficult We don't really have any, like, in-between flavors. <laughs> I thought sour was in-between. I guess. Well, I was going to say, based on uh, your opinion of Nick, would you say it's bland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would call this show, it is either, if we're just making stuff up, it is either bland, untoasted bread, <laughs> or... Um, if we must use the flavors we already have, maybe something around, like, sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not good, but it's not really bad. It's just, it's, it's like, like, I am, I, I like Monroe, and I am, I, I find mythology and monsters and uh, grim, creeping things right under the surface of, of your friendly neighborhood. All those things are appealing to me, but just, like, without, like, a particularly, like, standout protagonist or, like, villain or, like, mystery, I'm just not really grabbed. I'm just not really feeling it. I'm not sure if I fully can comprehend the taste of this with just three episodes. That's, well, I am suggesting in that case bitter. Well, bitter is disappointing stuff, though. I I thought Bitter was, it could have been good, but wasn't really. Like, it could have been better if they did something differently. Yeah, but that's what we said about Scream Queens, and Scream Queens was sour. Oh, then sour is what I mean. You think sour? Sour's good? Well, in your opinion, I like it. I wouldn't necessarily call it savory, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think sour is 
um, it, like that there's something there, but it's not like I would not eat this for a meal. I would not eat a sour meal, but I would enjoy a sour treat. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's more of a middle of the road grade. Yeah, so something, something you would enjoy occasionally then, if I, I made would, you. I would enjoy in the right scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with um, the right prompting. Do you have any final thoughts on it? Um, monsters are good. Yeah, you do. See, that's the thing. You do like monsters of the week a lot. I love monsters. And they do get into some toku shit with their costumes. I do love dudes in rubber suits. <laughs> so maybe if you watched a few more episodes, you would give it a higher rating. Yeah, maybe. But at the but, end of the day, we're, we do like a three episode Yeah, I was going to say, that's not, the, that's not the conceit of this show. Yeah, that's this not the show conceit is... of this show. This show is all about doing the three episode taste test. It just did. It just... Three episodes of this show did not grab me. Maybe try it out more if if this is if if it sounds like it'll appeal to you people. If supernatural cop show is mm-hmm. what appeals to you, um, three episodes. I mean, it did grab me by three episodes to watch more because I was curious about how it would go. And like I said, I love cop shows anyway. Mm-hmm. I think that is my problem with this. It is it is very much a cop show and not a monster show. Um, so if you're not into cop shows, probably is not your thing. Tragic. <laughs> oh, I was looking at my notes um, to see if there's anything we wanted to say last. And um, I have it written down that you called Renard a police boss. Because you didn't know the word for captain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't watch cop shows. Of course I don't know that stuff. <laughs> they were the police boss. They were the boss of the police people. Renard is the police boss. Yeah, the police boss. Police boss <laughs> undercover in his own precinct. Yeah, hey, so there's this dramatic irony plotline where the police boss is also <laughs> one of the people, one of the transforming, shape-shifting bad guys, probably. Oh, but we didn't see his face go all nasty, did we? We didn't, but we saw him talking to the girl that tried to kill his aunt. Well, he's the only monster that we know of that is at Nick's workplace, so I assumed that he is some kind of human monster sympathizer slash mob boss? Do you have a guess as to what he is? So he is a monster. Well, you said you assumed he was. I am going to go with what would what, I'm going to go with what would a just a regular old TV show writer when confronted with this premise be like for like their main big boss at least of season one and I'm gonna go with the boogeyman the boogeyman yeah a boogeyman or some kind of sandman figure and what would that look like well you know they're they're they're, they're creepy dream shadow monsters. Okay. That's what a boogeyman is. Okay. Or All maybe right. a boogeyman is a... No, I'm confused now. I think a boogeyman is a like a dream monster. Okay, so I'm not I, the only one. I will say that 
I think they do a dream monster in one of the later seasons, um, but that's not what he is. Do you want to just tell me? Uh, yeah, uh, we can go into a spoiler zone. Spoiler zone activate. Yeah, because uh, I'm not sure. I don't think we learn what he is, at least for the entire first season. It's kind of in the dark. But he turns out to be um, the male version of a Hexen Beast, which is called a Zaur Beast. Oh, so he's a warlock. Yeah, so his his face goes all fucked up like hers does. When he transforms it, it looks I, like basically it's been raked. I still don't think that witch and warlock count as monsters. Um. Yeah, it's a weird show. They have a bunch of different monsters that are like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking dumb. Well, um, I mean, because like, they have a lot of monsters which are like the traditional Brothers Grimm, and then they also have monsters from different um, cultures and different lores, um, and they are wildly ranging, and like a lot of them can fit into society, and then some of them are just completely incapacitated by their powers, and it sucks. Whenever there's an episode that's like, I literally would be dead if I didn't do this one thing that's keeping me alive that's also a, a crime. I'm doing a big bad crime because I, I have, have to. I have to do crime to live! Um, and it also, like, all of those episodes suck, and I don't think it kind of, the show kind of delves into it enough. About that how, really like, gets into the gray morality of police work. Yeah. Get down, you're committing a crime, but I have to do crime to live! Ah! <laughs> yeah. They don't really, they don't, like, sometimes they'll They'll go into it, but usually they don't. Yeah, cop shows like to present a pretty black and white moral worldview. So with that said, um, I guess we've settled on Sour for this show. And we've got a 50-50 split on whether you should watch it based on the first three episodes. Hey, maybe give it a shot, though. Maybe give it a shot if procedurals are your thing. If not, maybe don't. <laughs> you, you know what? You should just tell them to do the three-episode test. Well, then we're obsolete, so... We're not obsolete when we say that a show is really good or really bad. I mean, I guess. It's just like, oh, you do the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do do the work. Yeah, we do the work enough. It's your turn. We did enough. Send us in your podcast episodes, lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> um, and that was TV dinner. Oh, I do have one, uh, another quick thing to say this is more housekeeping so if you don't care you can turn it off um definitely if you've been listening visit us at tvdpodcast.tumblr.com if you want to recommend any shows or just like get in touch see what's up so as you might have noticed our first five episodes were posted were recorded way before we posted them um and now we've kind of caught up so our episodes are finally being recorded as they're being posted Six weeks away from the country will do that. Yeah, the reason we missed last week and the reason that we recorded all of our episodes in advance is because I was in another country for six weeks, um, and I started posting the episodes while I was in that country. Um, but now I'm back in the U.S., and we will be recording as we go. So that was just a quick update I wanted to give. So yeah, go ahead and send us your comments and tell us what show you want us to watch and we'll probably watch it. There's a very high probability. 
And next episode, we will be watching the show Transformers Prime. Bye. Bye.